0: Welcome to this unique discussion with our two experts of Garbagudi today and Dr. Asha S. Vijay. We have with us two esteemed guests, Dr. Chaitram, who is Assistant Medical Director of Garbagudi, Senior Consultant, FRM. She looks after the Kalyanagar branch. We have Dr. Maheshwari, Assistant Medical Director of GGIR HR, and she entirely takes care of Nagar branch. We have these two experts with us today over a cup of tea, fertility. I remember around 15 years back when I started my practice, polycystic ovarian disease was so rare and unusual. But over the years, as I am seeing today, almost 5 out of 10 people come with a scan report of polycystic ovarian disease. And there is so much of fear attached to this diagnosis. Unnecessary fear, unnecessary anxiety and concern. So we thought why not we three discuss and give more clarity to the people who are worried about this polycystic ovarian syndrome. Last week or so, a girl rushed to my consultation room, hardly 16 years, crying bitterly with a scan report telling me that she had severe pain in abdomen and had gone for a scan. And the scan has shown that she had ovarian tumors. She was so much fearful and I felt why this little girl has got ovarian tumours. I took the scan report to read and I found that it is simple polycystic ovarian disease. And moreover, diagnosing polycystic ovarian disease in an adolescent is completely in a different guideline than scan itself. So we wanted to give such clarity today. After talking to her and after talking to her mother for one hour, they were convinced that this disease is nothing and it can be handled very easily. Dr. Chaita, uh, do you agree with me that this incidence of PCOD is increasing so rampantly? Uh, it's true ma'am actually, but one thing as you said, this is the uh, disease which is quite often over diagnosed. We can see any woman who is going for a scan for some other reason. Most often radiologists writing this diagnosis as polycystic ovarian disease sometimes. When they don't have any clinical history about the patient, all they see is some bulky ovaries or a polycystic ovaries, whereas they give the, write the diagnosis as polycystic ovarian disease or syndrome. But yes, it's true that with changing lifestyles, Previously, the incidence was much low. Now, we can see as high as 10 to 15% of patients who are having this polycystic ovarian syndrome. And there is some varied presentations happening. They come for different reasons. It could be bleeding, infertility or simply an incidental finding. There are so many cases, Dr. Maheshwari, where a girl attains a menarche and they will be usually having a lot of irregular cycles. And even if the cycle starts, it doesn't stop on its own. They might be bleeding heavily also. So, should we diagnose this as PCOD? Because such symptoms are very common after a few months or years of menarche. How should we diagnose PCOD in this age group? Well, actually... uh... If pay after uh, puberty, initially two to three uh, years, they'll have irregular cycles. They'll have periods every two or uh, two months yeah three months. Sometimes it can extend up to once in six months also. And if they attain this kind of uh, periods at six months, what happens? The endometrium starts growing. The lining will be very thick. So they definitely they will have 10 to 15 days of bleeding and all. So it is too early because that is the stage where the hormonal balance is taking care and exactly our brains, the ovaries, everything are coming into one axis. Like it is difficult to diagnose at that time. So to diagnose the adult PCOS and in the adolescence, there are different criteria. Only if they have irregular cycle, it doesn't mean they have PCOD problem in the early stages. So we have to diagnose whether they have any hormonal imbalance and also at least Once in every uh, 40 to 50 days, if they don't get the periods, they should consult a doctor, take some medicines, progesterone medications for the periods to come so that it prevents further complications. I just want to add one point. It is best that from Menarche to leave the adolescent girl for five years because it is five years for the HPO axis to get that maturity, to have that uniform cycles. So, till then best these girls are left without making such diagnosis of PCO. Okay, when they should approach the doctor? I think post-menarche, post 5 years of menarche, if they are still having these problems of irregularity and all, they should get evaluated and moreover, all patients who are having irregular periods does not mean that they are a polycystic ovarian syndrome patients. They have to see whether their prolactin problems or thyroid problems or whether it is related to their diet, exercise, lifestyle, these things. So we should not come to any conclusions till 5 years post Menarche and after that it's polycystic ovarian syndrome many times it has to be other causes should be ruled out before we diagnose it as polycystic ovarian syndrome. So very syndrome. important point by Dr. Saitra that uh, it takes time for the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis to get set in such young girls. So even if they are having severe menorrhagia which is not controlled by the usual medications or they are having unwanted facial hair where they are having androgen excess symptoms in their body, then only they have to consult a doctor. Otherwise, we can leave the girl on her own for the symptoms to settle down on its own. Need not panic. And uh, I just wanted to know if these uh, little girls' parents, if they have to avoid few complications of PCOS in the future,
1: should they do anything
0: with these little girls when they are going to school? This is it school age, uh, those who have attained menarche you yeah. right, At an early age or uh, how it is like? No, usual they have attained menarche huh. but they are all having irregular cycles, Menor age, unwanted facial hair, they fit into this polycystic features so, can they correct anything from then itself? Yes, see, early modification of certain things, say as I said, diet, yeah. they are having regular exercise. If they are having overweight or high body mass index, then better at that stage only they start exercising on a regular basis, maintain their menstrual calendar and see how they are, how often they are getting periods, how is their pattern and they can see that in case if the patient or the girl is overweight, definitely with losing 5 to 10% of their body body weight they themselves can see that their menstrual cycle is getting more and more regular okay. so i think at that stage lifestyle modifications is the first and foremost thing a disciplined lifestyle at that stage definitely avoids many complications in their reproductive age yeah. very nice point because most of the young girls they miss on this nutritious diet pa- diet and the exercise, miss on this part. exercise part. part and they usually sit in one place watch social media happening right. Yeah. So, all this will lead on to obesity and it reverses the problem. Yes, so they, much later they realize that they should have avoided this. Yeah. It is like diabetes. Now, all Indians are having this problem. We are predisposed to develop diabetes. So, everybody knows that good diet and exercise at an early stage, at a younger stage will definitely postpone their diabetes. Same with PCO because this is another lifestyle related disease. So, it is best that they get uh, have their uh, diet and exercise in the right thing in the beginning of their cycles itself. Few of these girls, they keep coming to us, you might have seen, where they have unwanted facial hair, unwanted body hair or loss of hair and they are worried about this looks and cosmetic things. Do you have any treatment for such girls or should they approach a dermatologist only? Actually, if uh, they have all these features, we have to consider all other uh, other parameters like whether their cycles are regular or irregular. uh, And also the flow is more or flow is less, how it is and whether they have gained their weight in the recent uh, six months to one year. And also the additional causes we have to look for because of increase in testosterone hormone. They may have these features like increased uh, hair growth, change in voice or any other medications they are taking and also a lot of acne. Mm -hmm. In that age, what they feel like, I'm not looking good. I will not go to the party. I will not go outside. They're telling like that. They're uh, uh, criticizing me like this and all. They'll have a lot of things going on and they will go to the depression. They'll think too much. All these will have a psychological impact on their uh, social life also. So if they face those problems, they have to come meet the gynecologist and Uh, discuss what is the problem, we can rule out whether uh, other symptoms of polycystic ovaries are there or not. And also we can rule out other diseases where the androgen levels are increased which can lead to increase in the facial hair growth and all. So depending upon that we can do the respective test and also we can give medication. There is a cure, we can give medications and also there are methods to reduce the facial hairs and also there are different methods to treat the underlying cause. So they need not panic, just visit, take our advice and follow the advice properly. Definitely those features can be reduced. Probably Mm -hmm. a dermatologist uh, in sync with this one. Definitely they might require some cosmetic uh, things, maybe laser hair reduction or acne reduction and all. Why not? Because as long as it increases their confidence, because underlying pathology we may not treat immediately because polycystic ovarian syndrome, it, it depends whether it is adolescent, reproductive, on the requirement also, whether they require a child at that age or it's an adolescent means we generally don't treat it. So lifestyle modifications along with the dermatologist, whatever they say, laser reductions and all would definitely, definitely. help them. Yeah. Recently I met a lady and uh, she was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome around uh, 5 years back when she was not married. But she was continuously on uh, OC pills for 5 years to stop the progression of this disease. And I have seen so many ladies, teenage girls de- taking this OC pill in fear of this PCOS. Is it the right thing? No, definitely not. Because even I have come across many. First, they go to doctor telling that they have excessive bleeding. Mm. That cycle is corrected with pills. After that... They just get to know that okay, this pills is causing them yeah. regular periods. Probably sometimes gynecologists also because patient is repeatedly coming with menorrhagia or irregular cycles. So they put on these cycles. What uh, many people don't understand is that as long as they are on the size, uh, pills, it will be regular cycles. But is it cure? Is it curing the underlying? Mm-hmm. They overlook their uh, things, lifestyle modifications, all those things. They continue to be under prolonged suppression of these contraceptive pills, which may definitely have an effect on mm-hmm. their reproductive capabilities later. So it's a wrong thing to be on contraceptive pills just to regularize their cycles. So best is by lifestyle. Any lady, if she is able to bleed four to five times in a year is more than enough to prevent any complications in later life. If that is not happening, it's best one and a half to two months. They visit the gynecologist, get their withdrawal pills in the form of progesterone tablets and take it on a regular basis, say around four to five times in a year. They can prevent the complications also. They can have those four to five cycles also in a year. I think that is best for an adolescent or a patient who is not trying to conceive rather than being on a continuous contraceptive pills. Mm -hmm. Very true. Uh, Dr. Maheshwari, have you seen these people who are on continuous OC pill, do they uh, land in this depleted ovarian reserves in the future? Yes, if they have, we have seen so many patients with uh, taking OCPs for 5 years, 6 years, 7 years, yeah. continuously without consulting any doctor. They will think, okay, this medication if I take, my cycles will be regular. But what it happens, it continuously suppresses the ovarian function. Once they come, they will have OCPs itself, the contraceptive pill itself has Uh, Many side effects. So long term use without any gynecologist suggestion is definitely harmful to that lady. So always it is better you seek the advice if you if your cycles are irregular minimum take the OCPs for three months. After that also uh, with the lifestyle modification definitely they should get the regular cycles with weight reduction if they don't get progesterone withdrawal is best. But if they take it for a long term, definitely it affects their fertility function in future. Correct. And I want to address one myth surrounding this. Uh, Many a times when they visit gynecologists, they give reassurance telling you have more number of eggs. So, you have a prolonged product, a reproductive uh, life and all. So, that is a myth again. Yes, it is true that they have more number of eggs, but it is equally true that they may have a rapid depletion, whether it is because of a contraceptive pill usage or a mm-hmm. rapid uh, decline can happen. So, I had a patient who was polycystic ovaries. So, she knew that she has more number of eggs, just kept on postponing a pregnancy. Just three years later, I was myself shocked to see. That she was having a depleted reserve, a PCO becoming a depleted reserve. This is one thing which probably many people are not aware. So you should be very cautious of such things. Very good point. We have seen so many PCO patients landing up in depleted, very depleted reserve. reserves. Probably because of uh, drilling, then overzealous yes, yeah, PCOD so. drilling or, or use of long-term long-term contraceptive use of, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes this normal, that excessive pool only undergoes atresia very soon that it depletes very rapidly. Yeah. Even so in laparoscopy, we yeah. have seen few patients who have taken yeah. long-term OCPs so that whatever the surface, ovary surface yeah. also, it is shrunken exactly. and also it is like kind of age, aging ovaries look and all yeah. is seen. So it is not adverse. So instead of being under a myth that I have more number of eggs, it's best that they plan their pregnancy early so that they don't land up in such complications later. And I have seen so many surgeons, gynecologists, suggesting this drilling, even if the patient has not come for fertility issues. Are they right in doing this? Uh, I had a, I was surprised to see one patient who is unmarried, I mean an adolescent. Exactly. She came with irregular periods and the drilling has been yeah. done. So this is, see there is a proper indication for laparoscopic ovarian drilling that everybody has to understand. The moment polycystic ovaries are seen on scan, does not make them any candidate for an ovarian drilling. So, by rule, like whenever a reproductive age group person is, ha- is taking repeated treatment for fertility, say she is ovulating three cycles, four cycles, but not able to conceive, yes, drilling is advised. If the patient is not able to uh, respond to treatment at all, she is uh, not ovulating even with injections <coughs> or medications, then she will become a candidate. Otherwise, uh, if she has associated conditions, maybe we have to evaluate tubal blocks or uh, hysteroscopy. So, associated things are there, we can combine it. And there is again a hormonal things where AMH is very high or an LH is more than 10. So, these are the candidates for drilling. Definitely not straight away, you should not counsel anybody for a drilling. We have seen uh, in so many centers, they would have done drilling. There should be like, uh, they have to uh, fix the number of punctures depending upon the volume, their AMH volume, all Mm -hmm. those things, AMH values. But uh, overchillously, they will do the drilling and these patients we have seen, most of them ended up with less follicles in their ovaries after the surgery. Mm -hmm. And also, proper technique has to be followed. The mm-hmm. current, how much they use, how many seconds they use, what instrument so they use. So, you are telling it's better in. to get it done in fertility Fertility specialist than an expert in doing this. Yes, very true. Doctor, if a lady comes to you with fertility issues, uh, she has been married for three years, and you do a scan for her, and you see that the ovaries are very huge and they are show, showing polycystic morphology. So, what do you suggest that Daddy? Because she's one year married, well, she wants to have a baby, and she's sitting in your consultation chamber. How is that you counsel them, ma'am? Actually, first all, we will explain them what is actually the polycystic ovary disease. So, how? What are the symptoms they have? How it causes infertility? How it causes anovulation? Mainly, here they'll have more number of eggs, but. Every month, single egg development doesn't happen properly. So that condition is the anovulation. So anovulatory cycles are most common. So their cycles are irregular and many will ignore their lifestyles. They'll be obese and all. So first thing, we will give an awareness of what is polycystic ovary. It is not something which is very big that they cannot have their child or anything. So we have to explain this is the problem. So what they have to do is, Do certain changes, lifestyle changes, do a regular exercise, try to reduce at least 2 to 5 kgs of weight and also do like uh, take the medications properly. We will give certain medications to act the insulin present in our body to act properly and also like uh, to improve the response of the ovaries to the stimulation. And also we'll explain them like uh, we can give a medication for the egg development, monitor through the scans. Once the ovulation happens, either since it is a married, married for one year, if the seven parameters everything is normal, they can try naturally also with minimal support. They can conceive naturally too. Yes, With a proper monitoring, uh, with the ovulation induction, definitely they can conceive. They need not panic that they have yeah, polycystic memories. They panic a lot, they fear a lot. And um, there is a common uh, belief in these people. If they uh, approach a fertility expert, they'll usually do some sort of a complicated procedure or an IVF procedure. Is that the only way they can conceive or they can conceive naturally to at home also? If they are uh, uh, ovulating naturally, some patients, uh, lean lean PCO patients and all, they'll have few patients up to 20 to 30%. They'll have regular cycles and then sometimes the ovulation happens. So in those cases, we will just monitor ovulation has happened or not and we'll give minimal progesterone support for the pregnancy to happen and they can try naturally only. And also if further egg development is not happening, we'll give only five days medications, oral medications they have to take. And two to three days, uh, we will do this scan two to three times. We will do this scan on every second day or third day and see whether the follicle development is happening. Only they have to monitor and then can try naturally. It doesn't mean like all PC operation, They have to go for IVF. So, only if they don't conceive with uh, six cycles of this natural trying with ovulation induction, only medications. If the medication is not working properly, we will give uh, injections for them. That too, we will start only with the low dose and see the response monitor properly. So, with six cycles, if they don't try, like if they don't conceive naturally, then we will go for IUI after checking the tubal patterns. So, nobody jumps to IVF directly. And there is another habit uh, that they consult their family physicians. Uh, So they just get prescribed these ovulation induction medications. Mm -hmm. So without supervision, they keep taking every month, not even being aware that they are not safe. So definitely that is not the way to go. Uh, Just because they visited a fertility specialist does not mean that it's an IVF treatment for that. Sometimes a simple 5-day medication can make them conceive. So these PCO patients are definitely not infertile. They are just sub-fertile because they lack ovulation. So all they require is proper guidance, medications and early conception. And also few cases we have seen where Without uh, any awareness, they have taken this five days medications prescribed by outside doctors. And they have uh, like uh, developed the symptoms of abdominal distension, bloating, breathing, breathing difficulty. So So that is like instead of one or two follicles, the many follicles in the ovaries have responded. They have hyper stimulated. There was no monitoring only. They have taken five days medications and they have landed up with the complications. So we have seen this kind of cases also. So, always it is better to consult a fertility specialist, take medicine properly under proper guidance. remember diagnosis. one lady, one doctor had given 5 days medication for 1 month. She took it for 12 months continuously, first 5 days. First I mean, 5 days, yeah. without consulting anyone, she has uh, taken for 12 That seconds. is very wrong actually. It should never be done without supervision and without doctor's advice. Uh, Dr. Chaitra, it is said that this PCOS is not only limited to ovaries and uterus, it's a systemic disease. Correct. Right. Huh. So it affects many other organs, many other problems, leads to many other issues in the future. Yeah. Can you just enlighten people on that? Uh, see, polycystic ovarian, uh, so, yeah, there, we have to understand the basic pathology. The basic pathology there is insulin resistance. So, insulin resistance, similar to how diabetic patients are having insulin resistance. So, one such manifestation is polycystic ovaries, maybe subfertility, infertility, these things. But there are other things like they might end up having something called metabolic syndrome because this is something related to this insulin resistance. So, these patients have a higher tendency to develop uh, obesity, they have a tendency to develop uh, diabetes early in life, and because of this triad of lack of ovulation, not having periods regularly, infertility issues, obesity, diabetes, all those things, they might also end up having an endometrial carcinoma much later in life. So it is not just restricted to ovaries, they can have all these problems. So the first and foremost thing is to avoid this is by having That's what we always and its basic thing is diet and exercise because we want to bring down this insulin resistance. So once this resistance has come down, we can just see the changes in the form of uh, normal menstruation, the weight reducing, they may not develop all this uh, diabetes and all those things. And once these things are prevented, definitely endometrial carcinoma can also be prevented having at least 4 to 5 cycles of periods with progesterone withdrawal bleeding. So, with all these things, definitely all complications can be prevented. Yes, it is a systemic disease and there are many things which we can manifest as a Okay, See, uh, endometrial carcinoma, you mean to say the lining of the uterus uterus. which goes into a cancer. So, layman terms, it is uterine cancer that we call it. So what percentage of people land with the cancer? Does everybody with PCOS land with the uh, cancer? No, only PCO patients where they won't take uh, this progesterone withdrawal regularly. Suppose they have irregular cycles. So even after 3 months, yeah, 4 months, yeah, 6 months also, if they don't take progesterone, if they don't get the periods, if they don't take the progesterone medications for the withdrawal. So if this happens, what happens? For the 6 months, the uh, lining of the uterus starts growing. So once it grows and it goes into the hyperplasia stage. So what happens later, what happens are in 1% of the cases, there may be uh, changes towards the cancer. So it is better always if you don't get the periods every 40 days or 50 days Please okay. consult a doctor and take the progesterone medications for the withdrawal. And it's not that it has to be done every time they have to visit a gynecologist. There are many safer progesterons which are available with without medical supervision. All they have to do is rule out a pregnancy yes. if they are uh, in a reproductive age group and take the medication at home only, which can be safely used 4 to 5 times in a year throughout their life. Not that, so they have to have this understanding what has to be ruled out and what is the medication at what strength, how often I should take. So, all these education they have to get from a proper fertility specialist. We have seen few uh, patients when they don't get periods in the reproductive age group, they have not, they won't check during pregnancy pregnancy test. They They won't rule out pregnancy, just they will go to a medical store, get a progesterone, which is that progesterone if taken during this uh, pregnancy Pregnancy can can affect the baby. So, they will just, without checking, they will take a medicine. After taking medication, they won't get periods. Mm -hmm. So, they will come to the gynecologist saying, I have not got the period. So, once it is checked, they will confirm the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Later, we cannot do it. Mm -hmm. Already, the fetus would have developed and it becomes uh, very difficult at that time Mm -hmm. to decide whether we have to continue the pregnancy or we have to terminate. Mm -hmm. thus Does uh, decreasing their weight and BMI, does it have a good effect on their fertility status and how? By decreasing weight uh, means, ma'am, we are decreasing their insulin resistance. Once insulin resistance is reduced, automatically the testosterone levels, everything comes down which results in an ovulatory cycle. So, higher the weight, worsens the PCO. Worse the PCO, it increases the date. So, it's weight. it's a vicious cycle. So, definitely decreasing the weight reduces their resistance to insulin and definitely we can see that in the form of regular menstruation and that can prevent many long-term complications and also we when when we give medications now mm. they require lower dose of medications mm. and also low dose of injections are required and also suppose if they're obese we may give we may have to give 15 days of injections that what a higher dose. dose if they reduce the weight that will come down to 10 days or 12 days of injection lower dose so it reduces the duration of treatment. It reduces the cost for them also, and also it reduces, it reduces the, side of the risk of abortions, risk of developing diabetes during pregnancy, yeah. all the risk associated with the uh, babies also. One uh, lady has asked a question. Mm. I don't want to be on OC pill mm. for because I'm diagnosed with PCOS. Are there any other medications which can help me to get over this in a reproductive age group? So there are medications. She's overweight. Yeah. yeah. So there are medications. Uh, something called as uh, metformin tablets, which are available. So these tablets, it, this may not primarily help them to get their periods on time, but definitely helps them to reduce their weight. It, inc- it improves their sensitivity. Metformin mainly acts by decreasing the insulin resistance. So it will be trying to cure that basic pathology of PCO. Maybe take, putting these patients on metformin with good diet and weight loss, definitely it will, we can see regularization of cycles. Does yeah. inositols have any role? If they are trying to conceive, then definitely combination of myonisutol with uh, metformin, we can. Uh, or a plain metformin will also be. Okay. One lady is asking, uh, I am Sunita, I have PCOS and uh, I want the natural ways where I can get rid of this disease. Are there any natural ways which can help? Ma'am, one thing is natural ways is uh, reducing their weight. Lifestyle and also Sorry. regular exercise. No, she wants to know about herbal medications. There is medit- nothing proven, I think. No. Scientifically, no. large-scale randomized studies have not been done. And also there is no proper guidelines regarding all these or doctor, Everybody comes with a tonic or a powder. or. A Ma'am, they will say there is no side effects. Yeah. But have they done any, any sufficient studies? studies yeah. Whether it has been published in any journals? No. Most no. alternative, Medicaid, no uh, alternative uh, medicines what are there, yeah. they don't have any controlled studies at all. So, randomly they are in market. So, we cannot endorse any such things. So, if you don't want to visit a doctor, at least try in the form of weight loss and dietary And we can in social media also, we can see, no, know, yeah. with this method, your PCO will be cured. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There, we cannot cure it. It is there. Only yes. thing is, we you can, can control, control it. it. Correct. So, but that is a... Misnomer. Um, right. but, but when you cure the you asking, can I go for homeopathy or Ayurvedic herbal? But the, this is your answer. They it? will be losing their crucial time of reproductive age, and then as I said, they might end up coming later with loss of their reproductive function by decreased reserve. So, better go for English medicine, which is time to work. Yes. And also, we have seen one patient who has taken a lot of this different kinds of therapy. When she came to us, all her uh, Hormones were abnormal. Mm. Even thyroid prolactin hormones were not checked and the medications were given. Mm. And she had abnormal thyroid values and abnormal prolactin values. And it took almost six months to correct those hormones. So it is better they check what they are taking and then decide. Can you tell our audience, mm. how is this ovulation induction done? And uh, when will the other things be planned like uh, timed intercourse or IUI? When will it actually? Be? So, when a patient with polycystic ovarian syndrome approaches doctor, okay, if this is assuming the only cause of their infertility, so the first thing will be that we start with ovulation induction. Because here the problem is lack of ovulation. So, we make them ovulate. So, there are simple medications, five days, tablets ovulation which are available. Is when their egg is released Release from the ovary. ovary. Okay. So, if that is, that won't be happening in polycystic ovary okay. patients. So, we want to make them ovulate. So, it is done by these 5 days tablets which are available. If they are not responding, maybe we can add on some injections also. So, whenever she is ovulating, if her husband is normal, tubes are patent, we have ruled out all other cause. Just a timed intercourse can give them pregnancy. Or in case if there is some male subfertility like borderline counts, motility, then we counsel the same patient for IUI. After failing uh, natural cycles, we counsel them for IUI. Suppose if the patient has failed all this, say 3 to 4 cycles natural try, around 4 to 6 cycles of IUI try, then these patients will be finally counseled for an IVF treatment. And in case if the patient is having associated conditions like a tubal block, male fertility, like too much of low counts and all, then they can directly opt for an IVF treatment. So definitely it's a step-by-step approach, but we cannot universally tell that this patient is going to do this. It definitely gets the. We have to look into her age, her other factors which are contributing, husband factors, and then take a decision. Usually, IUI falls on 15th to 17th day in a normally menstruating lady. But in a PCO lady, can we go further on this? 21st, 22nd day, if they develop egg late, can we do this? Yes, ma'am. Few patients. They don't, uh, they, they don't respond uh, early only. Sometimes the egg development starts on 13th day, 14th yeah. day only. Mm-hmm. So proper 18mm size follicle, dominant follicle, it will appear on day 20 or day 21 only. Definitely we can do IUI during that time. There See, is because most of the people, if they don't respond by 14, they they, they cancel coming. it. Huh. Isn't it? Right. So so should we should follow have to tell up. them, You have to continue. And I have seen so many pregnancies happening on 23rd day, 25th mm-hmm. day IUIs. So they should be persistent in their efforts. So when we start treatment, we have to yes. we have to guide them that it oh, yeah. takes a longer time. We have to monitor, and they should have patience for that. Correct. They should not uh, lose the patience. Or if one cycle is failed, they should not go into depression. That I will not become pregnant anymore and. All. So they have to try, it takes time for the ovaries to respond because of that insulin resistance. And there are a lot of adjuvants available Mm -hmm. now to decrease this resistance. It could be drilling, there could be metformin tablet, there are many such adjuvants where the patients might have continuously failed to ovulate with uh, uh, general physicians and all. But definitely with us, uh, because we have better knowledge about all these adjuvants and use of all these things, then we can make them ovulate. I think hardly 10 or 15% of patients might be resistant for everything. For such patients, yeah, IVF could be a better option, but most patients ovulate. 90 to 95% patients do ovulate. So these ladies with PCOS, once their family is completed, mm-hmm does this pco disappear or uh, it, it persists it persists but uh, as age increases because there is decrease in ovarian reserve they also have de- it keeps on decreasing and as we said, diabetes it can only be controlled and not cured pco can only be controlled and not cured but definitely with advancing age it will disappear because that is how the normal ovaries function they start undergoing, the starts undergoing atresia. So, maybe after the age of 35, we can start seeing this oh. decline. See, with respect to the menstrual function, these ladies, should they be extra careful during their perimenopausal age, do some frequent testing, biopsy? Yeah, that is what we were telling about endometrial cancer because these patients are persistently under yeah. estrogen exposure. There is no progesterone opposition. Yes, these patients, especially after the age of 35, if they are having any sort of abnormal bleeding, it could be excessive bleeding or an irregular bleeding, mm-hmm. they have to undergo endometrial biopsy where a small tissue is taken from the endometrium. We have to test, send it for testing. If it comes normal, just monitor that. If it comes abnormal, there are progesterone treatment for that and an annual health screening is yeah. important for all especially for these patients because as we were telling that they have at an increased risk of diabetes also so overall health screening in the form of uh, diabetes check breast examination yeah. cervical cancer endometrial cancer all these things has to be done post 35 mm-hmm. and also this biopsy is an opd procedure yeah, yeah. It's, it's simple we it yeah. can do under usg guidance it hardly takes some correct, 2 to correct. 3 minutes they need not panic that yeah. we are doing some major operation and it is painless also. They won't realize. Hardly it takes one 30 seconds. An early to diagnosis take this can uh, uh, stop Completely them from lot of. Yeah. So, there were so many inputs from our doctors today. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is such a common entity today, but there is so much myth attached to it, fear attached to it, anxiety attached to it. People need not worry so much about the diagnosis. They have to just go to the doctor, specialist, fertility expert to know more about this disease. And there are so many ways and techniques and means to correct this problem, not to completely cure it. But we can prevent so many complications arising out of it. And if they are having some problems in conceiving because of this polycystic ovarian syndrome, they have to consult the fertility expert at the earliest so that they can get very good tips on this. And so their natural conception will be more favorable in them. In people who are having problems in conceiving, there are so many procedures, so many medications, so many techniques which the doctor will tell the couple, sit with them, counsel them and give them good relief. Also, we had very good discussion about how PCOS is a systemic disorder. It affects the cardiovascular system. It affects their insulin resistance. Can lead on to diabetes, can lead on to hypertension, obesity and many more, endometrial cancer etc. But if the people diagnosed with PCOS if they are very careful with their lifestyle have very good nutritious diet control their weight and have all the symptoms under control, they can prevent all this complication in the later day. Thank you doctors Thank for you. your Thank enlightening you. words with us today Thank you Thank you, Thank you.